Hey, welcome back to Hummingbird's Nest, episode 6. Excited to be still doing this. Excited about the feedback I'm getting. It's mostly, <laughs> right now, from family and friends wanting me to tell stories that they like me to tell that I've told before. Some because they're in the stories. But I'm really enjoyed doing this and I feel like I am making a difference and inspiring people with my stories. And that leads me to the story today. The story today is one of the reasons I do what I do, one of the reasons I live the way I live. It's a tragedy that happened to me almost 20 years ago and it's the reason and motivation behind why I want to motivate and inspire others. And once you hear the story, you'll get a better understanding about why I strive so much for positivity and why I strive so much that you can do anything. And I am living proof and on with this story. First, I want you to think about dates, dates in your life that you remember, birthdays, anniversaries. They can even be holidays or events that you remember, specific events. There's a few events and memories I have. One is 1986, homesick from school in the third grade. My mom stayed home with me. It was the day of the Challenger explosion, and we watched it on TV. All week they've been saying, oh, th she's going to teach from space, first teacher in space. It was a great thing. My mom was a teacher, so I definitely was excited about this, and I remember watching with my mom. And you see the shuttle just split in two. And that footage, I, you know, is shown over and over over the years, I'm sure. I remember seeing it clearly and just thinking, something ain't right. <laughs> something is not right about this. And it really broke my heart because it turned into a national tragedy. And very, very sad about that. And I didn't realize two years and years later that it did affect me at that third grade of that, you know, that's somebody's mom, that's somebody's family. And until I had tragedy happen to me, you don't realize that when things happen, it happens to more than just the person. It happens to everyone around them. The second event I remember was the morning of 9-11. I just got up, I got dressed to go for a run. Something made me turn on TV, I turned on television, and that's when I saw the planes go into these towers. About 10 minutes later, as I'm watching this footage on repeat, I get a phone call, you need to come into work. I think I worked 24 hours that day and night because of this and I was the video editor at the news station so I had to edit this over and over and over and you never want to be immune or desynthesize or or just numb to any of that and the minute I felt that while editing all this video I I'd step away because I definitely, it was so sad of what was going on just to think there was people in those towers, there's people in those planes. It, it definitely, there's a sadness to it for a long time. 
third event, a little happier than those other two. It was the morning of October 14th, 2003, 2 a.m., could not sleep, so I called my mother, and my mother said, yep, she's here. That was the birth of my niece, Laura. My first niece made me an aunt for the first time, and amazing kid. She was a breath of fresh air at the time for me, and um, I just... You know, it's a proud, proud moment for me to become an aunt and be an aunt. And I remember that clearly. Just excited for the arrival of Laura. Those are dates I remember and events I remember in my life. But there's one date and one event that everything I'm about to tell you, I have no knowledge. I have no memory of. I have knowledge of it because it's been told to me. But I have no memory of it. And I'm going to tell this in parts because it is quite lengthy. The date is June 12, 2002. It was a Wednesday. I w headed out about 9, 10 from the house to go meet a friend of mine to help her with a letter she wanted to write. She wasn't very good at that. I happened to be. So we were going to meet up and I was going to help her get her thoughts out and write this letter. When I met her at her family's business, she wasn't there. She was kind of delayed from her work. So I spoke to her brother for a few minutes, and we, I agreed to meet up later. I would meet her up with her later, and I said goodbye to him. I said, hey, just tell her I'm going to go get bite to eat and then head to work, and that never happened. <laughs> I never got that bite to eat, and I never got to work that day. About two or three minutes after I had that conversation with that young man, I was struck on the driver's side of my car by a train. My vehicle was brand new. It was about three weeks old. So what they think happened is it stalled. Now the tracks I was hit on were obstructed view. They had grass on the tracks and they were on a curve. There's a tree also hanging over the tracks. There was no stop sign. There was no crossing bars. And the conductor told my mom later on that he never saw me and I never saw him. It carried me about 200 feet. 200 feet to 200 yards, I believe, in my car where it sat. Now, I don't remember any of this. I was told at the scene that I was talking but at this point is where I feel that I had the easy part. Yes, I almost died. I had nine broken ribs. My lung was damaged. My spleen was removed. I had a blood transfusion. All these things happening to me. But at one point I got put into a drug-induced coma. So I didn't, I just was in sleep land at that point. The first group that got affected was my work family my co-workers at the tv station they in news we listen to uh, police scanners a lot of times and it was a typical afternoon i guess it was about one in the afternoon and the anchor the five and six anchor her name is stacy was listening to and heard this that this train this car was struck by this train 
And she stopped and she's like, oh, that's awful. At that same time, she got a phone call saying, Juliana just got hit by a train. I needed to let you know this. She had just sent a TV crew out to cover this train car accident, not knowing it was me. Stacy didn't want to believe, my friend, that I was hit by this train, so she kept calling my cell phone and calling my cell phone, and of course I didn't answer. She was just in disbelief. That evening, she had to report that one of one of their own, one of their co-workers was hit by a train. There were so many questions at that time. And over the years, I've gotten questions that I really, really hate. When you get hit by a train, you get really, really silly questions. The first, <laughs> how you get hit by a train? Well, my car stalled. Okay. Why didn't you get out? Well, I'd have no clue. Have you ever seen a train? Probably not going to beat it. And the third is, were you trying to beat the train? Of course not. I was not trying to beat the train. I can tell you, I don't even remember the accident, and I can tell you I wasn't trying to beat the train, because that's not me. Come on, have you seen a movie with the train? Have you seen Superman? You're not going to beat the train, so no. No, that did not happen. These co-workers of mine, we were quite close. We, they were the ones that actually gave me the nickname Hummingbird. It was a small TV station, so we, we would go out after newscast all the time, and we were tight-knit. I know that was difficult for Stacy to have an announce about the accident. Those co-workers were at the hospital every single day checking on me, making sure I was okay. You know, they would come by my bedside when I was unconscious and just be there. And it's amazing when you have tragedy, you know, who shows up and who doesn't. There were co-workers that didn't show up. And there was, I actually uh, had a relationship with one of the guys in the production crew, and he did not show up at all to come see me. You'd think he would. But the people that show up, what the question I get is, are they showing up out of guilt? Are they showing up because they really care? Now, I know that Stacy and Wanima and Tony and um, a few others, they showed up out of their heart because they that was my crew right there there those are the people that were going to have my back no matter what and those are the people I still to this day know what's going on with them and I keep in touch with them but to have something hit so close to home I can only imagine this is only one part of this story on the next episodes I will continue with the other two groups that were affected by this and what has happened since and why I'm able to sit in front of you and talk about this after being hit by a train. Thank you for listening to Hummingbird's Nest. Please stay tuned for the rest of the story. Thank you so much.